Hey guys, welcome to the Mortgage Man Podcast. I'm Aaron, aka The Mortgage Man, and this podcast is brought to you by Tenta Financial Advisors, where we're going to discuss how to do mortgages, KiwiSaver, and personal insurance better. We're going to have lots of guests, lots of information, and lots of helpful tips so that you can speed up the process. Enjoy. Hey guys, welcome to episode 63. 63. Of the Mortgage Man and Tanta Podcast. I'm joined by Anthony. How are you doing? Doing good, man. Doing good. It's good. Today we're going to talk about inflation going up, <laughs> staying up, maybe plateauing, but interest rates kind of going all over the show, especially the long-term ones that are coming down and what would this mean for house prices, for how you should structure your mortgage and what we can expect from the OCR announcement coming up in the next couple of weeks. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> um, <laughs> so last week, inflation number came out at 7.2, which is the same as the previous quarter, mm. um, which tells us what, Mr. Not Economist. <laughs> that it's plateaued. I mean, it's staying flat, which is at least a, a good start because it means that it's still it's not rising. Um, and let's hope, you know, ideally that in the next for for all our sakes, in terms of what interest rates are going to do in the next 12, 24 months, that eventually it starts going down the other way. So we could hypothesize that we're at the top of the roller coaster, and hopefully it's kind of the top of the bow curve and hopefully on the way that down in terms of inflation maybe yeah um in terms of interest rates we might have a few more rises to go yeah and i think um michelle brought up a great point who's in the office with us is a lot of people spend lots of money before christmas and that number of inflation would include that extra spending mm. so if it was any time of the year any other time of the year it might have actually not been as high well like as, as of the time of this um, podcast as well, we recently just had that massive flood in um, Auckland as well and other parts of the country. So it'll be interesting to see how that probably close to a billion dollars of um, insurance payout getting injected into the economy is going to change things there as well in terms of just consumer spending. Um, so yeah, lots of Christmas and then a massive flood. <laughs> so, yeah. Interesting. So inflation is usually tried to control by the OCR and the OCR is going to be, um, we expect to put up in the next couple of weeks. So what is that? Do you think that's going to get put up and what does that kind of mean for the average person? Yeah. So, so the, um, the reserve bank effectively is trying to control inflation and their tool, I guess, is, is the OCR. So that's the official cash rate. So, Basically, how they try to stop people um, spending money, which is, in, in essence, inflation, is they make it more expensive to borrow money, <laughs> um, which leads to your mortgage. So, sorry, man, what was, your, what was the crux of that question? I just felt like I needed a precursor <laughs> there. Precursor. Um, if it goes up, which is predicted, 0.5 to 0.75%, yes. how is that going to translate to the everyday New Zealanders? So, like, does that mean that their interest rates are going to go up as well? Um, and I guess a second part of that question would be, usually we think it would go up, but then the long-term rates released this week by all of, well, most of the banks have actually gone down. Yeah, I think of anybody at this stage, like any mortgage broker at least, um, without an inside scoop with the banks, was telling you that the, the banks aren't going to raise interest rates. I'd say that's very, you know, questionable. It's pretty 50-50 
what the banks are going to do, but I would say that at the least they're, they're going to add it to the floating rate. Um, whether they've already priced in the increases to the fixed rates, kind of anyone's guess, um, but that for most accounts, it sort of sounds like they have. So yeah, probably a bigger, if, if the OCR goes up by 0.5, I'd say it's probably going to be passed on on a bigger portion to the floating rate than it will be to the, the fixed rate, whether the fixed rate changes much or not. I don't know. It's hard to say at this stage. Yeah. And if you're listening to this, we aren't economists. We don't work directly mm. in the high level of the bank. We're just basing on what we've read, our educated opinions and our crystal ball that we sometimes take <laughs> up. Um, so it's not 100%, but it hopefully gives you a better idea than what maybe you are thinking because mm. if you just read the media stories it is doom or gloom or it's two very opposing points of view well it's also like really in terms of if you're at a stage where you're either looking to buy a first home or you're trying to refix an existing mortgage you already have just understanding the fact that the reserve bank's agenda is to try to keep inflation between one and three percent so that what they're currently doing by hiking up the OCR and then in turn making the bank's interest rates really hot, like, you know, increasing quite a lot. It's, it's a, it's a temporary bandaid that's eventually going to get pulled off. <laughs> and the question that on everybody's um, lips at the moment is how long is that time frame going to be? And it really does come down to how long does inflation come to, you know, take to get back in check. And then ideally most people are sort of predicting it's, 12, 12 to 18 months, maybe a bit longer. And then we should see some stabilizing of the interest rates, which means, you know, more of a reasonable zone. So hopefully more around that 5% mark. Yeah. Do you think this is one thing that I've always thought about because obviously the interest rates that homeowners are going to be exposed to might be put up today because of the OCR, but if they've got a fixed term for another six or 12 months, they're really not going to feel that pain until six or 12 months. Mm. So, there is almost a delay between the effect of that OCR increase. And I almost think that sometimes we're going to overshoot it. We're going to go way too high. And then yeah. a year later, all of that is going to come into play. Yeah. And that's when we're going to be utterly screwed. And then the interest rate has to be put back down to counter the roller coaster that happened before that, kind of like when yeah. COVID happened. I feel like it's definitely going to be a, an effect of like, you know, you jump off the bungee. <laughs> the first time you hit the bottom of the bungee and you bounce back up, you're going to go really high and then gradually it's sort of going to level itself out. And that's definitely because it takes normally 12 months for the effect of an OCR change to have it, you know, follow through into fixed rates. Yeah. So, yeah, quite like quite likely you know, what we're seeing now is the the result of increases that happened 12 months ago you know in terms of things getting more difficult people coming off fixed terms so yeah definitely if they increase it again then that's not really gonna show dividends for another 12 months yeah there's actually data that i think 60 or two-thirds of anz's customers are coming off a two or a three percent interest rate this year and that means they're going to be going it's crazy from, um a two or a three to a six which is either triple or double the interest rate, which is massive. So that being said, our house prices, when is the right time to buy? <laughs> yeah. um, our house price is going to decrease any further. And if you are thinking about restructuring your mortgage, what advice would a generally, would mm. a mortgage broker be saying, should we be fixing for five years? Should we be fixing for three years, one year, floating? 
I think it's just about like running the numbers, you know, like what does a 7% interest mortgage look like for you right now? If this, if you, if you can like, you can live comfortably on a 7% um, interest rate mortgage, then now is an amazing time to buy because you're going to get a massive discount and you might, the extra amount of interest you pay over two years might be, it might equate to 20 grand, but you've got a hundred grand discount on the house price. Like I'd take that all day the week right um but if that seven percent or you know whatever that interest rate that you run your numbers on if you can't afford that right now then it's you know or you can it's going to stretch you you know really 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 thin then thanks thanks (laughs) um then you need to look at other options because it's you like if it does go longer than 18 you know 12 to 18 months because some some other event and happens in the world um, then you, you're really putting yourself in a position that's you could like lose a lot more than just just your house at the moment, to be honest. Yeah. So do you think there's also because we don't actually know what's going to happen? Is there more than ever a time to use interest rate averaging and maybe just describe mm. what interest rate averaging is? Because I did get this question the other day. Yeah, definitely. I think it, it does come down to a little bit around your circumstances because. Um, if you have like say so first of all interest rate averaging is splitting your mortgage up into multiple loan portions so just because you got a mortgage of a million dollars you don't have to just pick the whole mortgage fix for one year you know at whatever rate they're offering you could go 500 and 500 and a and a one year and a two year or a two year and a three year um and the benefit of that is your sort of mitigating the risk by, you know, splitting, you're not going to have the whole mortgage roll off at the same time and get a higher rate if that's the case or vice, you know, um, or conversely, if, if that rate comes off and the, the rates lower, then you're also getting the benefit of that at that time, you know, so you're not taking, it's kind of like playing the middle ground. You're not taking a huge amount of risk or you're not playing it super conservative. You're choosing a sort of middle of the road option, which for, for a lot of people is kind of how they want to play it. Yeah. Because an example of how that, would have been good to do is 18 months ago when a million dollar mortgage was all being put on 2.25 percent and then 12 months ago that 2.25 percent is now a five percent so their whole million dollars is exposed yeah. to double an interest rate whereas if they had done it in thirds one year two year three year part of their mortgage would still have a nice low interest rate bringing down their overall average of the cost of the mortgage down yeah, definitely. And, and I mean, if you were going to do a one year, you know, if you are going to choose like a quite a short period and put your whole mortgage on it, then you kind of want to make sure that you're doing something to build a buffer, like having a revolving credit that you on the side of that, you know, at least splitting a portion off of the revolving credit where you build a buffer that can act as, you know, to help you um, with repayments if the rates do go up or lots of different things you know and it sort of depends on your situation that's why you get a mortgage broker um but that yeah 100 fixing it for one year right now is a pretty pretty scary option especially if the rates you know some if the rates have not come back down in 12 months time or they've even gone up some more you know yeah so i guess just to finish off the opportunities that people would have right now in buying a house is obviously getting a discount but in mm. terms of banks with all these different rate announcements where some have gone up in the long term or down in the short term, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Would you say that there is an opportunity to negotiate a better rate than what is being offered because there is so much variation at the moment? 
Um, it's, it kind of depends because, like, yeah, you're always going to be able to negotiate a better rate if you've got a better if you're coming to them with a better, you know, stack of cards. If you've got a twenty percent deposit, then pretty much any time another bank offers a better rate, you should be negotiating. Um, but if you've got a ten percent deposit, and most of the time you you're kind of, you know back of the bus sort of thing realistically and the, so and the reason for that you can is, ask you can try but the reason for that because at the moment if you don't have a 20 percent deposit only your own bank is really going to give you money unless you're buying a new build so you don't have as many options whereas if you have a 20 percent deposit the world is your oyster it is your oyster yeah all right just to finish <laughs> off how can people get in touch yeah flick us an email support at tanta.co.nz or, or hello at tanta.co.nz send them to support so michelle gets yeah send them support maybe <laughs> anyway, send them to hello at tanta.co.nz um my email is anthony at tanta.co.nz and yours is aaron at tanta.co.nz yeah. um but also you can just reply to the email that you got this podcast from or just click the link below and until next time stay dry enjoy your I was going to say Fitiana weekend. <laughs> Waitangi weekend. Enjoy Waitangi weekend, yeah. <laughs> yeah. See ya. See you.